so welcome back. Or, yeah, hello. <laughs> so how, how are you doing? How are you? How's the weather, the inner weather? So just before I get into the reflection, just again, encouragement to find a comfortable posture where you could feel the sense of the body really given a good chance to rest in a balanced way on the ground. And uh, if it feels, if it feels helpful, please feel free to stand or um, recline. Uh, so even if you're lying down, you can still hear my voice. And just find a posture that's as comfortable as it can be, where you're really giving yourself a chance to find and uh, enter that process of settling and brightening. So there's a kind of allows a sense of resting and also There's some uprightness or some sense of the length of the spine or something which embodies and expresses the intention to be to be present. And even for those of us who've been practicing for a long time, be helpful to refresh posture and really make use of the different postures recommended by the Buddha, sitting, standing, reclining, walking. Um, Sensing into how the posture is actually, again, helping the body to find, to find its balance and allowing mind to begin to feel that steadying, grounding, pausing. Perhaps feeling the feet or the legs on the ground and the contact between the bottom and the seat. So for the first part of this talk, I'd like to offer a few reflections on this process of entering retreat and some things about uh, retreat form. And then the second part, I'll get into the, the theme or the title of the retreat a bit, open that up. And then thirdly, offer uh, some just guided meditation, just some suggestions for practice. So maybe it's helpful when we come to sit or enter a retreat that we really appreciate the precious opportunity that this is. 
and to have time to pause, to stop even, to rest. To deepen our sense of practice, strengthen wholesome qualities. Um, and maybe you have your own, you know, particular kind of purpose or intention, just a deep wish and to find some ease, some steadiness, and remember what that's sort of what that is or where it is. And how we how we can find that and yeah remembering so I was saying this morning remembering ah oh, here here now this oh yeah so much of our life um you know, gets us really spun up and spun out and so really feeling into the lower part of the body, seat, the legs, the feet can be really helpful. So right from um, where we begin, we're you know, cultivating that sense of the base, the sort of base of the body ground and the mind can pick up on that and it helps it to begin to steady there's ground here of, of a kind body connecting with the earth mm. Sometimes um, I was mentioning some images this morning around um, refuges and precepts and uh, just this image or sense of practice being about coming home, kind of coming home in a very um, profound way or in a very immediate way coming home, um, sort of sense of having been lost in entanglements and preoccupations and busyness and all kinds of mental activity stimulated by you know, what we contact, what we perceive, what we feel and So here we have an opportunity to really re-establish, re-strengthen, remember uh, basic resources, ground. And gradually, probably for a lot of us, it's, it's, it again takes a lot of patience. Give time, give space, allow the body and the mind to find a balance, ease, kind of, you know, that uh, place of, of, of mm, kind of relaxed and yet energized. It's often, isn't it, we feel that imbalance of either we're really hyper-energized and then and we stop and we just fall asleep. So especially at the beginning of the retreat to be very, patient and, and non-judgmental non with that, such a natural effect. Um, or maybe already noticing there's more ground and there's more balance than we might, uh, we might have thought before we actually stopped. Yeah. So images of practice coming home. And I, I want to share a few different images. This morning I was talking about the space that we're in and how 
somewhere here, like the forest refuge, we have this beautiful space and the Buddha Rupa and the rock. And so maybe for you in your home or wherever you are, um, you could create some uh, little altar, if you like, or just some place where you can focus something you value, even a leaf or a, yeah, for some people that's not so helpful. But to use our imagination, to use our sense of where we are, where we are can be a temple, it can be a sacred place through a sense of the way we're dedicating the time. Like a space on on a bus, sitting on a bus, maybe could be a sacred space, depending on how we're, yeah, what we're bringing to that what kinds of intentionality we're uh, inclining towards. But images, again, for some people this is not so helpful. So as with all of these offerings for me, please, that real encouragement to listen from this grounded, kind of spacious place so you can allow the process of settling to continue happening as I talk and uh, feel free to let the sound and the words just arise and pass and be a support to for you to settle and come more into contact with your own being, with your own living, present experience. And anything that's helpful, the heart, the mind will pick up on it almost naturally. So not feeling like we have to, you know, listen really, really actively and make lots of notes and think lots of thoughts and disagree and agree and just, (laughs) just listen. Mm. So images of um, being in a garden I really it's kind of quite a dynamic com- complex image potentially but like we're sitting in a garden and again you know just very lightly is that a supportive image for you just some maybe picking up on some sense of that Uh, well there might be some aspects of your environment the room that you're in that you can kind of pick up on as um, just the space that's that's there for you shelter and we were talking about refuge this morning so some degree of shelter for the mind and the body. And not all beings have that. But again, like something we can find in our heart and mind that can then potentially be available for us anywhere. Maybe this retreat space can, can feel like in we're in a playground. It's a playful image of these different kinds of meditations that we'll be kind of moving through different ways of, of playing and kind of, oh, okay. And some playfulness, some sense of that kind of childlike freshness and um, kind of innocent, the innocent mind maybe coming to our practice. And especially if we've been at this for a while, it can, you know, there's the jaded, the preconceptions, the I've you know I've seen it all before and like oh wow wonder yeah breath oh no wonder there's so sort of some sense of that again a place of wonder sometimes I like for me the big um, huge medieval cathedrals in my home country and elsewhere very resonant very um, a huge sacred space 
and I can pick up on a sense of that when I when I think of it. Yeah, or we might, you know, places or beings that we love, imagining them with us, or a place that we love. You know, this can be a support, picking up on the qualities of, yeah, beauty, peacefulness, or mm, support of that that place and then kind of bringing it bringing it here bringing it here and just one last image I haven't used it for a while and I thought I thought of it um, is that in terms of our retreat that on some level we are together this is this is happening um, and and actually it's interesting Kerry told me a little while ago that we have 30 people which made me really smile um, partly because that's the capacity of the forest refuge. <laughs> so if I'm, I like to imagine that you're here. There's some people I've I've met before, and and so um, I can imagine you here, and and that feels really sweet. Like somehow that helps me to connect with you. Um, again, that may not work for you, but um, just another example of of how an image can, can, can actually help to support and bring a sense of connection. Yeah, I remember um, teaching at Gaia House a while ago and um, felt like the, the hall there is, sort of, some of you might know it, it's narrower than this. It's sort of like, sort of longer and narrower. And I got this sense that it's like a ship, ship. So I was imagining that all of us gathering in the hall are like, getting on a ship of kindness and going out on a voyage together. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if that's not helpful, then, yeah, just let it, let it, let it float through. So I hope that we can share and have a sense of practicing together you know we we clearly are practicing alone that's part of the truth of our experience on one level but on another level on another level we are we are not separate yeah we are we are not separate and so we are in a way always together always practicing together so i hope that somehow we can tap into that sense of sharing support and receiving support, even when we're not seeing each other um, or being together physically. And that we, based on the precepts, we really like bring that spirit of maybe well, you know, like for everybody on this retreat and for yourself, a sense of respect and care and well-wishing and um, I really hope that you'll be able to come to the Zoom sessions um, the next three days because it's an opportunity to maybe we can see each other a little bit more. And if you feel comfortable with that, obviously, you feel free to leave your video off. But if you could come, that would just be lovely. And we can, you know, get a bit more of a sense of community with that. But just this sense of care for and support the wish that that um, everybody in this retreat really benefits. And I'll be bringing this up a lot. I'm a big fan of meta and meta practice. <laughs> the context, the atmosphere. So I guess that's another image in a way, isn't it? What kind of atmosphere? And I just really want to encourage a sense of friendliness and kindness and warmth and the skillfulness in, in learning how to pick up on that you know in our meditation it makes it so portable and so kind of mm, you can find it and bring it to a wider and deeper range of 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 life and experience that sort of um potential it has for both supporting and also freeing the mind freeing the heart so yeah 
Um, so, as is always on a retreat, you know, there's a real encouragement to, to simplify, simplify your life as much as you can, to, to have that sense of stepping aside and probably you've all done this to, to some extent. This protected space I was kind of trying to point to that there's something we, yeah, something where we can let go for a while, just for a while, some of the doings and the responsibilities and the tasks and I've got to do this and I've got to do that and worried about them and what about this and next week and last year, etc. It's like, please, please do take a break as much as you can. And I know, you know, a lot of that is a kind of inner challenge because heavens, you know, I know as well as anybody, if you stop and then it feels like all hell breaks loose again, kind of internally. So, and I also really, really want to um, encourage you as with probably all of this retreat that it is for you to discern what is appropriate for you in your situation some some of you might have children or you know a sick person to take care of or you know so then then this is a different kind of retreat isn't it but that you really um feel free to create your own container you know i think this is why bante and i i we didn't really want to give a schedule because we wanted you to feel really free to, to, to do it in a way appropriate to the conditions of your life, right? And not feel like it's lesser than, you know, I think in so, at some point in some blurb, we suggested doing three hours of formal practice in addition to these taught sessions um, per day. But it could be more, it could be less. So please create either create your own schedule or like I was sort of suggesting this morning you you really set your intention you really um it's more like you're in the space of retreat and then you are feeling you are tuning into what's needed and what's helpful and that could be sitting and then you sit longer and at some point it's like, ah, you know, you, you can you can discern some walking would be good or just stand up and you stand and you standing meditation for a few minutes and then, oh, that's freshen things up a bit and then you can sit again. And, you know, you might do much longer periods of walking. For some people, walking meditation is the main practice. This is totally fine. Now, this is... One of the opportunities of this kind of retreat is that you can, you know, learn a little bit of trial and error aloud, please. Um, <laughs> experiment, explore, you know, sort of if you want it, you need, you know yourself and you need a schedule and please make yourself one. It's like, that's fine too, but make it um, relevant, make it um, realistic, make it somehow having this quality of respect and care for your you know your the conditions of your body and your life and your mind and also it, it stretches you a bit yeah so you you know and again that's for each of you to really feel that like what does that stretching mean you know does it actually for some people it means you know getting up off the cushion and having a walk before you're you know, in total agony, because, you know, some people have that tendency to sit, and maybe for that person, actually, the really wise and skillful thing to do is to experiment with what maybe actually moving, getting up, doing some movement or walking is actually overall helpful with this sense of balance, ground, the sort of steadying, yeah, so so that that is a much sort of the other end of some continuum here. Of, they're not really separate, but the, of a kind of almost moment to moment sensitivity. So, for example, say you've been sitting for a while and then you think, OK, it's time to move. So stand and then wait. Just just stand and then 
Okay. Did, I hope you get the spirit of this. It's a kind of more, that's more like a sensing the moment, you know, rather than a preset schedule. But preset schedule is also very helpful. So it's not saying don't do that. And you might, and feel free to experiment. You might have one day, you know, do a real schedule for yourself. And then the next day say, well, let's see how it goes, you know, if I don't. But you're still making that commitment to stay. Again, as I was saying this morning, was it? Stay close to your experience, to yourself, with kindness, with care, with interest, and with patience. And I, 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 in my own practice, I find this fascinating because sometimes just sit and just keep sitting. You know, there's another pith instruction for you for the retreat. <laughs> just sit and stay. You know, and see what happens, you know, with interest. And so we don't have to make this complicated. Um, but we can experiment. We can, there's fluidity, flexibility, there's some room for uh, experimentation. And a very strong encouragement to um, include some form of exercise, some form. And again, you know, there's qigong and yoga and tai chi. Um, and then there's what I sometimes think of as freestyle, you know, freestyle, moving the body. <laughs> Carrie's dancing with me at the moment, so I'm like, yeah, you know, that <laughs> this is this is this is for some of us. Like, I really, I was on a little a day long recently. I was a participant and there was one point where a teacher just did a very brief 10 minute movement and I it helped me so much useful my energy just shifted and I felt so much more engaged so it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to be complicated I think we just swayed a bit this is the willow tree practice from this morning we just swayed a bit and did something with our arms I'll um probably offer a little movement sequence um tomorrow as part of the body scan meditation um this is again if you're in the privacy of your own home <laughs> maybe you feel a little more scope for experimenting a little moving people here the forest refuge centers walking in the forest and just moving making sound so there's an expressive aspect there's a there's a deep listening and there's a deep simplification. And then, and then there's this like, let's also leave space for the body kind of moving like it, like it does in walking really naturally. But yeah, so stretching and anyway, so enjoy, enjoy. Sometimes I feel like moving the body can be a, a really good doorway to some enjoyment. You know, really grump, grumpy, grumpy, and all stuck and everything. And then for five minutes of waving your arms about, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, a bit better. So it's encouragement with that. And um, when we have the Q&A session tomorrow, you can, you know, bring your questions or your, uh, you know, just what you've noticed maybe even in, in, in experimenting with this. And I think it's another way that this this retreat form that we're all experimenting with, this online thing, um, is the way that we can be more creative and we can, um, there's something about integrating, integrating practice into our, into our life. Um, yeah. So I think I'll pause there for a moment before I go on to the second part. Um, and just, yeah, invite you to pause. Just feel into your body. Feel the posture. And just notice, yeah, how the heart, the mind, the energy of your being is feeling.
just if yeah, noticing if there's any particular part of the reflections that have felt resonant or helpful. Just letting go of it all and opening to yeah, the sounds, the sensations, where you are, how you are. Okay, so um, I'd like to spend a bit of time just sharing with you some some reflections on the the title of this retreat, um, which we came up with what feels like eons ago, um, strengthening the heart mind, and uh, yeah, just. Um, want to invite you into that inquiry really because I don't feel as I often don't I have really clear answers or definitions definitions and do this and then that will happen um, but to explore what, what what does this mean to strengthen and also this heart mind which is a translation of this Pali word citta c-i-t-t-a in the language you probably all know close to the language the Buddha used. Um, and to understand something, something about what that's pointing to. And um, and then consider how do we strengthen that? Yeah, so hopefully as the as the days go on, you'll have you'll sort of find your own sense of of, of understanding and beginning to kind of experience that um and by quotation from joseph goldstein i think he was he was referring to his first teacher Manindraji, who said if you want to understand your mind sit down and observe it yeah so that's that's a lot that's a big piece isn't it of what we do when we come to retreat we have this chance to actually observe this mind and through that learn and to understand what's what's happening and how to mm, how to work skillfully how relate how to relate and understand skillfully so this word chitta which um so if you just stop and just kind of go to your sub subjective subjectivity, your sense of just you know being, like, what is that? What is what is that? Okay, body, mm, right? Be, being, like okay, uh, there's something here, something happening, right? It's not just the body, or there's, there's something. Now that's that's what I want to kind of just offer some reflections and sort of opening that up and invite you to really check it out in your own experience here and now. You know, and then as you as you're practicing, you can kind of touch into some of these. Um, and my teacher, one of my te teachers, Ajahn Suchito, says it's not something you can put your finger on like and the Buddha is not exactly saying what it is but is saying what it does and has all these different aspects these different you could say functions or facets or sort of qualities to it so I, I like to think of it like this big sort of field of energy with different energies moving moving in it sort of sort of ed edgeless in some ways um, so we might think of it as awareness. Sometimes that's uh, one one word we might use for it because one of the basic, most central qualities of of heart mind is knowing, isn't it? 
So just check it out right now. Can you, do you know? Is this knowing happening? Yeah, it's a natural part of, it's almost like you, you don't even kind of acknowledge it. It's like you're trying to look back at your eyes. I mean, you can't see them. So right now it's kind of like, are you aware? You know, when I ask that question, I go, oh, yeah, something's aware. Awareness is happening. Mm. And that, as we all know, is a very, very key pointer to one of our main sort of trainings, isn't it, of mindfulness, which in a way is then enhancing and enriching and sort of growing that sense of knowing, widening and deepening it, and then all the wisdom and the other qualities that come into that. But this is... I don't know if this works for you. I always get, I always feel quite excited when I do that and I stop. Am I aware? So easily overlooked, but really significant. Psyche, uh, spirit, soul. (laughs) Depending on your sensibility and, you know, Many people who practice in this insight meditation tradition have other religious and spiritual involvements and affiliations, and so it's like, what would you what would you call yourself or your subjectivity? Is a word I like to use. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but what would you call it if you were, say, a very very wise spiritual being looking in this direction you know right so they're not looking and saying oh you know look at those wrinkles or you know I don't know you know this sort of thing but if they were looking and seeing your your heart mind what would they see what would they call that if they were looking with eyes of love and wisdom something beautiful in 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 all of us so this is just again you don't have to believe or agree but something beautiful like chitta and heart mind is something there's great beauty to it you know so i don't know just let that hang there and see because we don't feel probably most of very beautiful all the time i feel a bit like you know a bit grungy you know i'm not very beautiful but this, this chitta, when it's uncovered, when it's in unencumbered, which is a lot of what we're doing in retreat, isn't it? So going back to just sit and stay and let the chitta kind of start to shine its way through all the murk and the muck. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I also found this... Uh, Quotation, I, I was really sorry, I can't remember. It's from Dan Siegel and some other neuroscientist people, I think, who, 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 who had this conference and to try and figure out what the mind was. And uh, what this is what they came up with. I want to share this with you. So I found it kind of fits with what we're ex- I'm kind of opening up here. An embodied process that regulates the flow of energy and information. Hmm. Okay. An embodied process. An embodied process. So, and then there's some regulatory, there's some balancing, there's some, you know, probably, you know, physiologically and then psychologically. It's So there's a dynamic kind of changing fluid, balancing natural capacity of I mean I, I don't know that much about the body but then a little bit to know it has these absolutely miraculous balancing mechanisms within it that wow you know just blows your mind how, how can it do that and the psyche the the spirit the chitta has the same capacity so this is where sometimes I think I remember one retreat I, I sat which was three months and I did come out the end of that quite shiny and uh, people remarked on that shininess 
And I was like, I think it's sort of gone a bit, but <laughs> maybe in the young crustaceans kind of get, you know, and the, the algae and whatever it is. But so that, that sense of just having been quiet for that long and, you know, trying to cultivate mindfulness and trying to cultivate kindness and thinking, oh, <laughs> you know, this is not going very well. And then something something happened and things did yeah and there's this shininess that perhaps a lot of you have noticed even after a short retreat you know like a few days you you see it more readily in another person you know other yogis think wow everybody looks so shiny and you don't realize you look shiny too (laughs) okay so chitta has it knows it has beauty and it feels it's affected so this is what we live with isn't it so much of the time there's a sense of feeling feeling perception feeling affected by what we perceive i'm rubbing my tummy so i think it's like so painful so much of the time painful feeling you know and then the whole learning of understanding that and understanding this is not something we're doing wrong or something going wrong this is life this is sentient life and this is this is a quality of the mind if it feels it feels it has this sort of feeling capacity and um yeah understanding that finding balance through those isn't it the worldly winds and the you know, it's pleasant. We're pulled over here. So this is the other, and this is this is the bit I really want to pull out during this talk. The sense of the the responsive. It's it moves. It has impulses. It wants that, or it wants to get away from that, or you know, it likes. It's um, it's drawn to that. It's repelled from that. So at a very basic level, this is uh, this this affective or resonating um, reactive responsive quality and that's where we have such potential I mean we can't necessarily stop pleasure and pain happening and you know it's it's but this the responsiveness how we handle that the compassion and the understanding and the care and the moderating and the um, learning to calm, soothe through samadhi, samatha, we're calming, soothing that, that reactivity. Um, all of that is then kind of, what would you say, cleaning, purifying, soothing the chitta, the heart, mind. And what kinds of ripples and resonances then kind of ripple out into the world? Because, of course, we're not separate. So anything that's resonating out and we can protect others from some of the more the less helpful more negative ones but we can really allow you know I feel this is so true for so many of us that we do not allow ourselves to shine and that isn't hey I'm so great you know hey look at me you know it's not that at all it's more like just letting the goodness the natural goodness of your heart letting it letting it express itself through just how you are that's so interesting and, and i think there's lots of reasons why it's like you know and just like hiding or sort of frightened of being that that visible or i don't know but um the more we can allow that sort of sense of the 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 good energy the good vibes to to kind of <laughs> just just ripple out right it's like as natural talk about the willow tree this is like a as natural as you just plop a a stone in a pond and the ripples just go like that it just goes like that and then we we kind of tense up it's like we don't want to you know uh, i you know like so the opening of the chitter the strengthening of the chitter i think is partly about just this relaxing and softening and allowing allowing the and the holding and the tension and the clinging and allowing that to relax 
one of my friends and mentors, Martin Batchelor, would talk about retreat being a time for degrasping. Degrasping. Right? It's, 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 just, just that. I mean, it's, I know it's not so easy not so easy to do or to allow but just what comes forth what comes forth when that that grasping is less so i hope that's encouraging because it's like sometimes it can feel i've got to make it all happen and i I think that's you know there's a certain amount of doing i think a huge percentage of that is simply showing up you know, much more than we might like to think is we want to be clever and have the right techniques and well, I'll do this and then I'll get that and, you know, I know what to do because of they said and everything. But how about just showing up? Uh, yeah. Feel your body. You know, it's like allow things to start to soften and settle. You know, this wonderful image from Thich Han of from a story in one of his books of him there's a glass of cloudy apple juice and a child so it's all cloudy just leave it on the table and come back later so he sits in meditation and then later the child comes back to get the apple juice says, oh look look ty the, the apple is all clear and i can't remember exactly but it was like so that's just like the chosen. It's like you tie when you've been when you've meditated. It's like yeah, the same. Yeah. So you know maybe all we need to do on this retreat is just keep showing up and being like that glass of cloudy apple juice, and give ourselves and those around us and all beings all the gifts that can come from that in terms of our well-being and what we can offer, what we can enjoy and what we can really feel freed from just through that simple process. And I know what it asks because I've been on enough retreats. So to, to have faith, like remember what's possible, remember what's possible. It really is worth sitting through this crazy whirling whatever stay stay close to yourself your experience with kindness with interest you know and then we can keep learning and the kind of patience that uh, Ajahn Sumedho's I've, I've read teachings where all you have total patience all the patience in the world and beyond the kind of patience that has no demand whatsoever for anything to be other than it is there's a dharma door so I really wish you that sense of steadying, steadying, having the courage to keep showing up, come back, in, come back and sit, and then walk, and recline, do the activities you need to do, while well, staying close to your experience and remembering the great beauty of the human heart, the great beauty it has. Um, even in our imperfect state, there's a lot of beauty there that we can uh, enjoy and benefit from. And it doesn't involve any sense of me or mine. And that's part of why it is so beautiful. It is free of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, think I'll pause there and hope some of that's been helpful Um, please take whatever meditation guidance from that you can find and really refer to your own wisdom you know really follow draw on what you already know and apply it 
which is, I think, another crucial benefit of this kind of situation, where there isn't somebody leaning over your shoulder telling you what to do all the time. It's okay. That's okay. You can find out. You can find out for yourself, and you know so much more than you think. And just, again, give that space, allow that wisdom to, allow it space to, to come up, to function, to support you. So I bid you a fond farewell for now. And um, I will be with you tomorrow. We hope very much Bante's teachings will be available for the session tomorrow morning. But don't worry, if that's not there, I will be. Or we, me and Carrie will be. <laughs> so may your retreat be so beneficial and so fruitful and yeah so practice continue with your practice and and take rest when it's needed Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.